Hello everyone, welcome back to what will be the last episode of Point of Insanity Game Studios Geekery in General for the year 2019. <laughs> okay, uh, you're probably wondering why I laughed out of nowhere there. It's because, okay, Chad and I are recording this on Skype and when uh, I said that it was the last episode, he just kind of wiped his forehead like, Whew, it's finally over. So <laughs> that, that was not what I was trying to, to signal there, but <laughs> go on. So 2019 is finally over. Is that why you're glad, or are you glad that this is the last episode you have to record with me for this year? It wasn't It wasn't a glad thing. It was like, like you said, last episode of Geekery in general, and I'm like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> and then you're like, for the year 2019, and I'm like, ooh. Well, yeah, I mean, Chad, if you weren't recording this podcast with me a couple times a month, what else would you be doing with your time? Um, trying not to get in trouble. Good luck with that. So how's it going today, Chad? <laughs> it's going fine. How are you, Al? I am not doing too bad. So did you get anything underneath the tree this year? I, I did. Um, you know, stuff, things. No, I got I got some stuff. I got uh, you know little little bobs and bobbles and my my favorite gift every year is the one that's about six inches long. It's green. It fits right into my wallet. <laughs> Money. That is my, yes. Did you get a Christmas bonus at work? <clears throat> I did. I did. We get one every year. It's kind of nice. That's cool. Cause um, yeah, for us, if we get a bonus, we don't get it until like sometime in January. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, my wife doesn't get her bonus for the year till like, I think, March, something like that. So, so well, some, of the some of the benefits of working for a small company. Yep. So you said you had a joke to start into the episode, or? I do. This is, this is a joke I heard when I was watching TV, and I just, I couldn't help it. I thought it was funny. So, two cats are in a race. One cat is named 123. The other cat is named Anda Trois. Which cat wins the race? Okay, one, two, three, and on de trois. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm assuming... Ooh, that's a good one. I, I Is on de trois, is that French? It is. Okay, I'm going to guess the on de trois. Actually, no, the cat named one, two, three wins because on de trois, cat sank. <laughs> I assume, and that's one, two, three... Four, four five? five yeah okay that's like you know kind of like why was why was the number six afraid because seven eight nine yeah ah! no well, I, didn't think it was, I told you i had a joke i didn't tell you it was a good joke <laughs> well that's a, probably about as funny as we're gonna get for this episode so <sighs> sounds like you did not like this episode of black mirror very well i didn't i I get what they were trying to tell us or show us, but the subject matter of all these, well, not all these episodes, but a lot of these episodes are like, so you take one thing that could be considered bad or not normal or whatever, and then we just got to find that line and kick the f out of it and throw you 10 feet over it. Well... Fortunately, the next episode, uh, San Junicuero, I think it's pronounced, is a bit more of a lighthearted episode. So 
I really liked that next episode, but we'll get to that when we come to it. But let's take a look at Shut Up and Dance. Now, okay. Now, before we begin, I just want to say that this episode does delve into some topics of adult and mature nature. So, listener discretion is advised. So, the episode starts with a young man named Kenny who works at a restaurant. Yeah, and a lot of teenagers do that. So, he comes home one day and finds that his younger sister had accidentally infected his laptop. And as a result, he's looking for some way to remove it. And he just downloads a free antivirus program. Which is always a great idea, right, Chad? Well, you know, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh so he makes the mistake of downloading it, and then later he gets an email saying that we know what you did. And then there's a video file, so he clicks on that, and he sees that, well, they caught him masturbating. Like we said, this uh, topic does deal with mature subjects, so listener discretion is advised. It's not going to get any better from here. Right, right. So Kenny is, of course, extremely nervous when he sees that, and they're telling him to send his phone number to them. Otherwise, he they're going to release the, the video to everyone on his contact list. Now, did you catch the name of the anti-malware that he downloaded? I did, but I don't remember what it was. It was something I've never heard of before, so. Shreve. And shreve. that name is actually symbolic of things to come. Do you know what the word shreve means? No. To do penance. Okay. So, well, Kenny is, of course, nervous, but he doesn't want this video to leak out. So he's going to oblige with the instructions. So the next okay. day. So I, I want to stop you right here. Because what the filmmaker uh, of this particular episode did I thought was very cruel because my first thought was, oh no, somebody caught you masturbating. Who hasn't done that in front of a computer? And I'm not going to give away anything here as of yet, but I just thought the way they did that because there was no indication of what's to come later at this point. And I think that's important. Yes, and actually before the episode begins, uh, there was another scene that I forgot about. Uh, there's a woman who is in a parking garage, and she's looking around very nervously, and she places uh, something by a car. It's actually the keys. She puts the keys up in the wheel well. Yep, so we'll be getting into that uh, later on. So the next day, Kenny receives a text at work that he has been activated. So he has to get to a location 15 miles away in 45 minutes. On a bike. Yep. So he tells his boss that he's not feeling very well and he threw up. So he starts to uh, frantically get out of there and comes to the top of a parking garage. So I don't know if about you, but if I was in Kenny's situation here, I would be completely freaked out. Oh, yeah. I Honestly, in all reality, everything that everybody does in this in this show, most likely people today would not do because everybody would go, oh, it's a hoax or it's this or that. 
And I don't think if somebody had, it's hard to say, but I'm just like, somebody catches me jerking off. I'm sorry. Um, it happens. <laughs> you know? So he's waiting on top of this uh, empty parking ramp and a man comes up on a motor scooter and he gives him a box and you know, he takes off his helmet and takes a picture of him. And this is where Kenny receives his next instruction. He has to take it to a hotel room and give it to the person in the room there. So he, of course, he has to basically go there on foot because he can't find a way to get there with the, uh, with the, on his bike because you know, it's kind of hard to ride a bike and carry a box at the same time. Right, and he was told that it was fragile. So, obviously, with these people, you don't want to break what you're delivering, I would think. So, he eventually, that's right, he did end up taking a bus, and that's where he looked in and saw that it was a cake. That's I love you on it. Yep. So, he gets to the room, and he, of course, knocks on the door, tries to get the guy to come out, and then he's, you know, the guy's not answering the door, so he texts the people who are manipulating him and tells him he's not answering. So they said, tell him Mindy sent you. And that's when the guy opens the door in a very panicked state. Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, did Mindy send you? No. Uh, that's what they told me. Who's they? And this guy played it like really well that he was also not being manipulated. But you find out shortly that he too is being manipulated. Yes, because we find out that the reason that the man, Hector, was at the the hotel room is because he was going to meet with a prostitute. And, Named Mindy. Yep, and later on in the episode, he is. we find out that he's afraid that if his wife finds out that she's going to get a divorce and he's going to lose custody of his children. So they get to the car that the we saw at the beginning of the episode. And they're instructed on a place where they're supposed to go. Well, they stop for gas and they meet up with a woman who is a friend of Hector's wife who asks for a lift. And this woman probably was wondering what the heck was going on because, of course, the GPS was active on their phones, which was telling the people on the other end that they weren't going where they were supposed to go. So they keep getting all these text, you know, these text messages telling them, turn around, you're going the wrong way. And then he floors it. Yep. So they finally get her to uh, the the place to drop her off. And then they go to their destination where they find out there's a bank. And they're told to look inside the cake. And inside a plastic bag is a baseball hat, a pair of glasses, and a gun. So this is where they decide, okay, they have to decide, okay, who's going to be the getaway and who's going to go in and rob the bank. And they decide to send Kenny in to go rob the bank. And I have to say, I do like how the actor who portrayed Kenny played up the bank robbing scene. You could tell that he was doing his best to try to look intimidating when the, you know, the people who were at the bank were like, okay, this kid is obviously nervous. Then they had the special effect of him peeing himself, presumably out of fear because you know, of course, he's afraid of what's going to happen, but I think now the gravity of the situation has set in 
where they realize he realizes that okay it started off with just them saying guess what we caught video of you masturbating to pornography but now he's robbing a bank which is something that would get him in a lot of trouble Mm -hmm. but he robs the bank and then they go to the back to the car where they have to go to a drop-off point and once they get there Hector is instructed that he has to get rid of the car well Kenny has to go into a nearby wood and again if I was Kenny at this point I would have been terrified yeah and I I don't and I think he kind of plays it that way I don't think he's not terrified um I I think he's just become a man who has decided that his fate now lies in his own hands and he needs to see this through to the end yep so then Things start to get really serious as he goes in, and he finds there's another man there. And the guy has a a box, or a duffel bag, I forgot which it was. It was a box. So he takes it out, and there's a drone. So the drone flies up, and they're told that they have to fight. And this is where we find out the reason... Well, this is where we find out that the, the other guy he was caught looking at child pornography. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, we're not really sure exactly what kind of pornography Kenny was looking at. And again, we'll talk about, we'll discuss this a little bit later because I did read up about this episode and some of the stuff in it wasn't quite what I thought it was. But they are told that they have to fight to the death and the winner gets the prize money. So Kenny, he decides he's going to shoot himself. So he takes out the gun, puts it underneath his, his chin, but when he pulls the trigger, he just gets a click. You know, and here here's what I was thinking was going to happen here. It's not what was what happened here, but in my head, I'm like, okay, he pulls the trigger, it clicks. And I'm like, because he had just had the other guy at gunpoint to hold him back. And when the guy started rushing him, I thought Kenny was going to level the gun and just out of sheer fright, pull the trigger again and it would go off. But that's not what happened. Yep. They pan up. They pan up to the camera on the drone, and you hear some some fighting, but you don't actually see the fight. But you do find out that Kenny was looking at child pornography as well. At least that's the way it played to me, which made the scene towards the beginning of the show very creepy, when he takes that little toy and gives it to the little girl. Oh yeah. And, like, the mom's talking to him, and he, like, wants nothing to do with her. But when the little girl said thank you and whatever, he just lit up, and it's just like, you go back, and you're like, oh, creepy. Yeah. See, and the thing is, at first, I thought what probably what happened was they got the information from the other guy's computer saying that, you know, showing, proving that he was looking at child porn, and Kenny was probably looking at just regular porn. But what they were going to do is I thought that they were going to uh, that they were going to then try to pin the child pornography on Kenny, even though he may have just been looking at normal porn. But when I was reading a little bit more about this episode, I guess the uh, the actor who portrayed Kenny did did confirm that, yes, Kenny's character, the character was actually looking at child pornography. Well, and they they confirm that in the show, too, after the fight scene where you learn that Kenny survived. You don't know for sure if he killed the other guy, but that was the instructions. And his mother calls him on the phone 
and you can hear through the phone she's yelling at him about what have you done little kids you know you get these little bits it's not a full conversation but you hear her when her voice rises yes and and um then he hangs up on his mom after after a few minutes and all of a sudden you see blue lights flashing and they get more and more and then pretty soon you know the cops are there and they're taking kenny into custody yep and the little he gets a text with the little troll face oh is that what that is? I've seen that yeah. before, but I don't know exactly. Okay, that's the troll face. Yep. So he gets that text, and if you go back, the lady who left the car gets involved in this racist email scandal. Uh, Hector's wife finds out about Mindy. He walks through the door, and she's, like, crying, and she's like, Mindy. And then the guy on the scooter, you never really know what he did, but he's home, and his family is just screaming at him. Uh, that's probably one of the my in my opinion one of the major faults of this episode yeah the guy that was on the scooter they never really address what exactly he did that made whoever the trolls were you know what did they have on him we never actually learned that because yeah they just show him and his family yelling at each other well and that's another problem i have with the show as a as a show as an episode there is no clue as into who the trolls are whether it's a single person, whether it's a group, whether it's, um, you know, people that do this all the time or some kid who decided to try this thing and, you know, just he gets off on the fact that people are dying and getting thrown in jail. And and I think it was it was relatively a short episode for a Black Mirror episode, I think right in the right around 50 minutes. And I've seen them as much as like hour two, something like that. So I don't understand why they couldn't take that extra 12 minutes and give us at least something. They don't necessarily have to lay everything out, but something. Picture of, you know, a guy sitting at a computer with a <laughs> with a guy's fox mask on. Something, you know? Yeah, and that's one of the things that, in a way, yeah, it does leave you hanging because we never really find out who was behind all of this. But in a way, I think that also adds to the horror of this episode because, I mean, I'm assuming something like this could theoretically happen. And, you know, you got people, if you know what you're doing out there, they're pretty good at hiding their anonymity. But I think that someone did actually see this episode and try doing it in real life because I remember once, um, you know, I'm one of those people where every now and then I'll go in my, through my junk mail folder and my, for my email. And the reason I do that is because sometimes important or, you know, emails you're expecting end up in junk. And I did see one there that uh, I just looked at it and it said like the subject line was, you know, you are in a lot of trouble. And I'm like, I don't know why I opened it because I just figured. Because it said you're in a lot of trouble. I'd open yep. it too. But when I opened it, it said that, oh, my crew and I, well, you, when you uh, were looking at pornography, that link you clinked had a, uh, had a, a virus and we, you know, we have video of you masturbating. So pay us, I forgot how much money, I think it was like $300 worth of bitcoins or we're going to release a, the video to all of your contacts uh, showing, you know, what you were, you know, showing a video of you masturbating as well as what you were masturbating to. 
And I remember a, a friend of mine a few days later on Facebook also posted that she also received a a similar sounding email where again they're saying that you know hey you uh we have compromising video of you so pay us bitcoins or we're going to release this information and of course don't go to the police because they're not going to care and there's nothing they can do about it and it's like so it's like well someone saw that black mirror episode well you know and and the funny thing about that is if you spam people in America with a we saw you masturbating to porn on your computer. Somebody's going to buy it. That is true. I mean, how many other scams out there like the there's another one I've seen go around claiming that the IRS is going to well, this is actually usually a voicemail, but they give you a call saying that the that the IRS is going to sue you and they need your, you know, your social security number, your home address and all this other personal information. Uh, and if you don't give it, they're going to send the police to your house and arrest you. So, and it's like, okay, I have a friend who used to work with the FBI and either FBI or CIA. I think it was the FBI, but yeah, he was like, you know, with the FBI, if you're in trouble, they're going to send a couple of guys to your door. They're not going to send you an email to let you know, Hey, you need to do this. No, they're, they're just going to come and arrest you. <laughs> Well, and on top of that, I've had issues with the IRS in the past when I was closing down my shop. They do not call you. They send you mail, but they will not call you. I mean, literally, you can call their office, leave a message, ask them to call you. They will not call you. That's not very good customer service, is it? It's the IRS. They don't give a rat's ass. That is true. You no, know, that <laughs> actually reminds me. There was an old – Um, I used to read – Okay, I forgot whether it was in Cracked or Mad, you know, back in the days when magazines were still a thing. There was one where there was a cartoon where there were a couple of guys fencing, and everyone else's fencing uniform had a heart uh, picture over where the heart would be. And one of the fencers was like, hey, how come that guy doesn't have a heart on his, uh, his uniform? And his friend's like, oh, that's because he works for the IRS. They have no hearts. <laughs> All right, let's get back to this horrible episode. So, actually, I don't think it was as bad as a lot of people make it out to be. The reaction from fans was, yes, a lot of people didn't like the episode, but the people who are portraying Kenny and Hector, their their uh, performances were actually very widely praised for this particular episode. Are we talking about the concept of the, uh, you know, because you're talking about two different things. There's the ability of the actors and how well they acted. And as far as that goes, for the most part, Black Mirror is pretty solid. Their actors and the way they portray what they're supposed to be portraying are pretty good. But if you talk about the concept of the of the episode as a whole, it feels overdone. It's the same as when I was a kid and my mom would say, don't lie to me, it only makes it worse if you lie. And, and I mean, in all, all honesty, every 10-year-old knows that if you lie and get away with it, it's a whole lot better than if you tell the truth and get punished. That is true, though. One of the things that does actually make this episode terrifying is because there are ways to, 
spy on people technologically. Uh, the you know I have heard that yes, it is possible to hack someone's webcam, and that even the government they I think I heard on a podcast a while ago they did someone did admit that yeah they are ways that they can remotely hack your cell phone and they even if your phone's turned off they can still access the microphone so they can hear what's saying and i remember not too long ago uh right before christmas and you know the buying season the f i think it was the fbi uh they did actually release a warning about how you have to be careful with the smart tvs that have voice activated because it is possible to hack into those and listen to your conversations you know and all these things may be possible but for the average Joe Schmo, how boring do you want to be? I mean, go ahead, hack into my TV. Watch me watch that 70s show over and over again. <laughs> you know, let me watch, watch me watch, you know, boring ass documentaries. My life's not that exciting. So I never really worry about that because it's not that exciting. It would be like, I guess if you had a specific target or if you were somebody that was a mover and a shaker or someone who was kind of what's the word I'm looking important or even somebody who's kind of controversial. Okay. Maybe that might be an issue and maybe that is possible, but for you and me, I just don't see that as being a really big threat. That's true. Plus we have no money, so it's not really worth blackmailing us. There you go. (laughs) And, and in a situation like this, I don't know. They could blackmail me for my 10 inch, uh, Frankenberry Funko Pop now. Is that what the people are calling them nowadays? <laughs> I didn't know yours was 10 inches. Hey, let me tell you, if I had 10 inches, I wouldn't be poor. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and uh, like I said at the beginning of this episode, listener discretion advised. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. no, he's talking about, he showed me a picture of it before we started recording. He's taught, He got a Funko Pop of Frankenberry from the the cereal, the Frankenberry Crunch. Yep, it's an it's a ten inch ad icon. It's uh it's pretty darn cool. So now I just have to get the Count Chocula and, and the Booberry because those were the three monster cereals. The the cho- the Count Chocula is kind of affordable. The Booberry I have to win the lottery to get. So fingers <laughs> crossed, Al. The Booberry ten inch pop is going for eight hundred bucks right now. Holy crap, who would pay that? I mean, are those like I said I'm assuming those are like really rare and they didn't make a lot. Yeah, they're they're the they're the specialty one. The Count Chocula goes for uh thirty eight bucks, I think. I picked up the Frankenberry for forty, so and then Booberry's eight hundred. I uh, yeah. I don't understand it. But if I win the lottery, it won't be a big deal. I'll buy one for eight hundred bucks, I'll finish my collection. Life will go on. <laughs> well, I think this is a good place to end this particular episode because now we're just rambling on unrelated topics. But then again, that tends to happen a lot. Yep, yep. So, you know how you always ask me at the end of an episode if I've got uh, if I got sage advice? I really do for once. Okay. If you're going to masturbate at your computer, cover up your camera. Yes. Ta-da! Little bit of electrician's tape. That's all you need. Yep. A, a freaking, uh, what do they call those? The little round pieces, or the little flat pieces of paper. Stick one of those on there for the five minutes you're busy. <laughs> well, maybe it only takes you five minutes. Well, end the episode. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, before we end the episode. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Before we end the episode. <laughs> before we end the episode, Chad, why don't you tell people where they can find you and uh, hear you talk about things that are more interesting and less perverse. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to have my I, my my uh, website uh, part of this thing at all. Listen to an old episode; you can find it there. Uh, okay, so yeah, well, he's talking about, of course, the Eclectic Media Project. So go check it out and listen to some of his podcasts, like Musically Challenged, where you can hear me, and I definitely last longer than five minutes. Good night, America. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Hey! This is Adventures Anthology, or what we lovingly call D&DAA. We're a native Green Bay group of four players and our DM, Micah Brault, who all come from different backgrounds and have different experiences and skill levels within Dungeons and Dragons. Our campaign takes place in a created homebrew universe of various genres, and we have a tasty cocktail drink every session. We'll have one-shots with special guests like Blake McClellan from Mindless Productions. We run raffles for miniatures, and potentially, we'll do some meetups in the future. So come check out our website and join the conversations at Adventures Anthology on Spotify. So if you like Dungeons & Dragons, role-playing, and drinking shots to craft cocktails, check us out. Thank you. been listening to a program from the point of insanity network visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows follow us on facebook and follow us on twitter at poigamestudio